Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,537. The topic is nutrition and the title is, What Makes a Good Meal Good? I've actually done a podcast around this topic. It was a podcast number 861, which is a nutrition podcast titled Meal Comparison, What Makes a Good Meal Good? But I wanted to revisit this. It's been a while. I've been, I think, almost like two full years since I made the last podcast. And I just wanted to touch base on some questions we can ask when we're putting together a meal and some concepts that can simplify uh, the process for you. Now, one of the reasons why I like this question or this concept is this applies for people if they're trying to lose weight, they're trying to gain weight, if they're trying to maximize performance. This is a universal concept is how do we make a good meal? And there's a couple basic questions you can ask yourself when you're trying to put together the right foods. And I want to give those questions and then give you some suggestions and tips on how to improve your decision making over time. Okay, so first question we have to ask ourselves is, is what's my protein? In our meals, what people tend to miss is protein content. People, when they're dieting, whether it's dieting to lose weight, whether it's dieting to gain body weight, you know, maximize performance, uh, dieting is simply just a structured way of eating. Like you're eating, making conscious choices. <laughs> so that's why the way I use the term dieting. People tend to track their calories well, but they, they don't always get their protein right. Now, we have podcast number 1,232. It's a nutrition podcast titled Start Here. You can find it on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. But that podcast will tell you exactly step-by-step how to set up a nutrition plan for yourself. And it'll tell you what's the most impactful, most important components in the order of them. The number one most impactful and important thing is calories. It doesn't matter anything else that you do. If your calories are not correct, you will not get results or you get haphazard results that seem inconsistent and you're confused as to why they're inconsistent. But calories is by far the most important thing. The second most important is protein content. How much protein is within the calories that you're consuming? That is impactful in a million ways. A million ways. Now, we explain it in that podcast, so I won't go into that. But check out podcast 1,232, nutrition podcast I'll start here. It'll tell you how to, how to set up your own nutrition program. And it'll tell you that the second most important thing is protein. So when we're putting together a good meal, we do want to know how many calories is in the meal, which people kind of typically automatically do. But we should also be asking ourselves, what, what's my protein? What am I eating that's going to give me protein? Now, what are common protein foods? Cottage cheese, egg whites, seafood, fish, Greek yogurt, meat, protein powders, tofu. You can get protein from beans, nuts, uh, various things like secondary proteins. I work with a lot of vegans and vegetarians, and that's how we get our protein in. Now, you can just Google protein foods. I'm, I don't want to go too far into that because I'll lose track of what the point of the podcast is. But you want to know what in this meal is giving me my protein. Now, the other question you want to ask is like, well, how much protein is enough? So I'll have somebody tell me like, oh, I, you know, I had this uh, protein bar and it had 10 grams of protein. But yet their target is 120 grams of protein a day. And I'm like, unfortunately, you're not going to eat enough protein if you eat that as a snack. Your, your snack has to be higher in protein. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. So, so we want to know how, to, like, how much protein should be in our meal. Well, again, in podcast 1232, it tells you more. But 
our protein should be related to our lean body weight, which is also another way of saying like if you had a body weight that you felt comfortable, say, wearing like a, a bikini on the beach and you would say like so maybe, for example, you weigh 180 pounds and you're like, I would love to weigh 110 because that's what I weighed in ninth grade. No. Uh, that's unlikely to be ha- happen, uh, you know. So let's say I weigh 180, and I'm like, you know what? I feel more confident, and I think I'd, I'd look better at 150. So you would use that. Maybe you weigh, you know, 220 pounds, a little bit of fluff on you, and you're like, I think I'd be pretty clean around 200 pounds. I'd look pretty clean, look pretty fit. Somebody use 200 pounds. So you use a lean body weight, and that would be roughly your body weight at around 10 to 20 percent body fat. Now, there's huge differences there, and I don't want to get too much into it. But the idea of what I'm pointing that out as is you shouldn't use your current body weight if you do have more body fat on you than what you'd like. So if you, if you can't see your abs, you probably shouldn't use your current body weight. You should use something less, like something that's a leaner type of body weight. If you can see your abs, then use, use your weight right now. So with that in mind, what you're... Like kind of sort of being able to see your abs around 10%, 10, 15, 20% body fat, that body weight. You should eat 0.6 to 1.25 grams of protein per day. I typically tell people to do 0.6 to 1 gram, and that's not a rule that I made up. It's the nutritional gurus and people and science and blah, blah, blah. Uh, that everybody tells you that usually 0.6 to 1 gram is pretty good. The reason why I'll sometimes go over 1 gram is because I have people who are already really lean and they really want to pack on a ton of muscle and they can afford to bump their overall calories up we go ahead and bump up their protein to just absolutely maximize the amount of possible protein conversion to muscle tissue as possible so i have them train really intense high frequency and we bump their protein up to about 1 to 1.25 grams per pound of body weight and that's if they're already very lean or they have a very lean kind of like physique like skinny physique and they really want to pack on a ton of muscle for most people 0.6 to 1 uh, gram of protein per pound of like lean body weight is pretty good if you don't lift weights much or you only lift weights two or three times a week 0.6 to 0.8 is good if you're lifting weights three four five times a week then at least 0.8 to 1 gram is better and if you go super intense you really want to build muscle get up to 1.25 now with that in mind roughly Roughly, this is not 100% true, but it's a good kind of just general rule that you can use, is roughly 33% of your total calories should come from protein. So if I have 300 calories in a meal, roughly 100 calories of that should come from protein. Now there are 4 calories per gram of protein. So if a meal has 25 grams of protein, that means there's 100 calories from protein. So if it's a 300-calorie meal, I'm getting 100 calories of protein, which would be 25 grams of protein. Then that's a third, and therefore I'm probably pretty on track. So that's a good meal. Now, if I have a meal that maybe only has 15 grams of protein, but has 400 calories... Well, 15 grams, again, 1 gram is equal to 4 calories for protein. So you would say 15 times 4, that's 60. 60 calories. 
Well, if the meal's, you know, 400 or 500 calories, 60 calories is lower than 33%. Therefore, that meal doesn't have enough protein. So the meal should have roughly 33% of the total calories coming from protein. So you would take the grams of protein, multiply it by four, then divide that by the total calories within the meal, and that will give you a percentage if you bump around some uh, decimal points. So let's give an example. Let's say the meal has 20 grams of protein, and it has 400 calories. So I would use 20 for the grams of protein times 4 equals 80, so that's 80 calories, divided by 400, the total calories in the meal, and the answer is 0.2. So you move the decimal point over two places, so that gives me 20%. So this is some high school math coming back at you. <laughs> so that tells me that if I only have 20 grams of protein of a 400-calorie meal, I'm only at 20% of my protein in my meal. That's not enough. I need to have more protein. So whatever I'm eating that has high protein in the meal, eat a little bit more of it. So that's how we can kind of break that down. Let's say that that meal, you're like, well, crap, I already ate it and I don't really have anything available. So that meal just ends up being 20%. Well, at a meal you have later in the day, try to bump it to 40%. You know, if you get home at night, try to eat more protein-rich food. Have a final meal that's maybe 45% protein. And then it balances out for the total day at the end of the day, making sure you have around that 33% protein. The reason why I like giving this is this is something that, as you practice it, is a really freaking easy thing to kind of think through in your mind. As you can say, okay, is this meal giving me 33% of the calories coming from protein? If it's yes, then I'm probably on track, eat the food, and move on with your day. If you do a little bit of brain math and you say, oh crap, it feels like it's way under, let me add a little more protein, boom, all of a sudden I'm back on track. So just by knowing that simple rule, while you're picking what foods to eat, you will know to bump up your protein just a smidge more, and then you're on track and you had a successful day. From one small decision, from like 10 seconds worth of mental math, you can make sure you stay on track. So that's the first question I ask myself. This is stuff I do, and I've been doing, like I've been working on nutrition since I was 15 years old, so 24 years. I have a master's in nutrition. I have a bunch of other certifications. I've worked with 3,000 people, and it's this simple. <laughs> so I have as much personal and educational and client experience as you're going to find, and it can be this simple. Say, okay, does my meal have 33% of the calories coming from protein? If yes, probably a pretty good meal. Boom, done. You know your protein is accounted for. The other question I ask myself is what's my energy source? And what do I need right now? Am I about to go do a workout? Am I about to be super active? Or am I about to sit on my butt? So I'm eating because I haven't eaten in four or five hours. And I'm about to sit on my butt for another four or five hours. So that changes the answer. Now if you notice, I'm asking the question, what's my energy source? We don't get energy from protein. Our body does not like to break protein down into and, and change its form over to glucose to then use as energy. The body does not like that at all. It won't do that unless it like is going to die otherwise. So we don't get really good energy from protein. That means we get our energy from carbohydrates and fats, dietary fats. 
at our meals then, I would say, okay, well, which of those two do I need? In general, carbohydrates to digest faster. So if I need energy sooner, I would focus more on carbohydrates. In general, fats digest slower. So if I don't really need the energy, I'm kind of sitting around doing nothing. I just want enough energy to get me to my next meal. Then I would focus on fats. Now, we don't have to be exclusively carbs only or exclusively fats only. But it is a good idea to know that there's like a, a kind of like a spectrum to it. If I am right before a workout, 5, 10, 15 minutes right before a workout, I do not want any fats because they're not going to digest fast enough to get my bloodstream to be useful. They're just going to slow everything down. I want simple, very fast carbohydrates, which would be sugars. I want sugar. Yes, even if you're trying to lose fat, if you do high-intense training, you should actually have sugars. Because if you don't, your body is going to produce super high cortisol, you're going to have trouble sleeping, trouble with fat loss. You're going to have a crappy workout, and you're not going to have a great stimulus for fat loss. So you actually do want to have some sugars, even if you're trying to lose body fat, because it maximizes the purpose of training. Now, if we look at what's what are some carbohydrates, we all know them because we love them. <laughs> uh, bagels, breads, uh, tortilla wraps, stuff like that. Cereals, oats, oatmeal, pasta, potatoes. Uh, protein bars often have more carbohydrates than they have freaking protein, so they're actually a carbohydrate source. Uh, rice, vegetables, things like that. And there's an infinite list, uh, so you can look at more. And then if we think about what are fats, um, avocados, people tend to be eating more avocados nowadays, even though I don't know how you ever find a ripe avocado. It's By the time you find it in the grocery store and you get home, it's all of a sudden not ripe. And if you're like, well, I'll buy it early, somehow it just goes from hard and dense to brown and rotten, and you're like, when did that happen? It was probably the four hours you were at work that day making a phone call. The avocado all of a sudden went ripe to wrong, like too bad. So avocados are a pain in the butt. But they have some fats in them. Uh, butter, yep. Cheese, fatty meats. You know, if you eat, you know, 80, 20 ground beef, that has tons of fat in it. Sirloin steak, you know, other types of steaks. Uh, nut butter and nuts. So almonds, cashews, you know, macadamia nuts, blah, blah, blah. Oils, avocado oil, olive oil, macadamia nut oil. There's about 4 million other oils. And, and eggs, like whole eggs, if you eat the, the yolk. So we're familiar with, like, what are carbs and what are fats. And then it's at the meal choosing what do I need. Am I about to be super-duper freaking active? Then I want fast-digesting carbs. If I'm up and active and I'm moving, but I'm not really working out. I'm just moving around on my feet. Maybe I'm a teacher, a nurse, uh, some type of active job where you're walking around and moving. Then carbohydrates are probably a still better choice, but you want a little bit of a slower digesting carbohydrate. If you're sitting on your butt not doing much, then fats are probably the better option. But again, you can blend your meals. You can have a little bit of carb and a little bit of fat in your meal, and you can push the percentage towards whatever you prefer. We have podcast 1021. Again, you can find all of our podcasts on our website, www.brunanergym.com. Podcast 1021 is a nutrition podcast titled, How Much Carbs and Fats Do I Need? You do not need to pre-specify the percentage of carbohydrates and fats for each day. You don't need to do that. That might sound like it's brand new to you, but I don't need to decide every day I'm going to have... You know, 50% carbohydrate, 30% fat, and 20% protein. No, because that's an awful diet, because it's too low of protein. <laughs> but you don't need to say, every day I'm going to do X percentage of carbs, and every day I'm going to do X percentage of fats. Don't do that. Decide as you go per meal. It doesn't make any difference for fat loss, whether you have high carbs, low carbs, high fats, low fats. None of that matters. 
It's eating the energy source to match the energy needs at the time of the meal. So you can base it off of hunger. You know, I've had clients before where, um, you know, maybe they were eating carbohydrates and they were fat, they were hunger, hungry faster before their next meal. So they ate at, say, 7.30 in the morning. They didn't get to eat till noon. And by 10.30, they were super hungry. And I was like, well, swap out some of those carbs for fats. Focus more on fats and protein for breakfast. All of a sudden, they weren't hungry until noon, and it worked out perfect. I have other clients that need to get in more calories. And when they eat high-fat foods, thinking that that's going to help them get more calories, it takes so long to digest that they don't eat often enough throughout the day. So we actually focus more on carbohydrates because it allows them to eat more frequently, which actually totals more calories per day than if they were trying to focus on fats. So it's very interesting that you can play around with that and kind of figure out what are the best source of carbohydrates and fats for what I need in this moment. So fast carbohydrates are sugars, refined sugars, uh, like baked goods uh, and liquids. So like fruit juice, Gatorade, things like that. Slower carbohydrates are lower sugar content carbohydrates, which is potatoes, rice, pasta, things like that. If you're looking at fats, in general, if you get fats from liquids, like oils, that tends to feel lighter in your gut and it doesn't feel like it's sitting in your belly. So if you need to get some calories in through fats and you don't want a big bloated belly and feel heavy and like slow digesting and sluggish, then focus more on oils. So add some oil to your food and that can bump up your calories but not make you feel sluggish and slow. Slower digesting fats, which would be probably good stuff to eat right before you go to bed, so that way it, it delays the protein release into your bloodstream throughout the night, would be like meats, nuts, things that have a little bit of fat in them. Uh, like, so, like, so like egg, egg yolks, like whole eggs. So one of my meals when I was dieting before uh, was steak and eggs before bed. I liked it, tasted good, and it gave me good protein. It gave me enough fats to kind of slow the digestion of the protein, and it, it was really good. So that's actually one of my favorite nighttime meals when I'm really trying to, uh, like, precision diet for, for leanness. So that's basically the questions we can ask and how we put together a good meal is what is my protein? Do I have at least 33% of my calories coming from protein? And then what's my energy source for the meal and what do I need? Do I need fast energy? Carbohydrates. Do I need slower energy? Fats. Do I kind of, can I be indifferent and blend a little bit because I want to have a meal that I like? Sure. doesn't matter. You can do that. So what can help is to journal. Yeah, I know we're all busy, but... You have to decide on your priorities and say, hey, you know what? If I put a little note on my phone and I remember that when I eat, you know, maybe I'll check my notes around 10 a.m., around 2 p.m., and around 8 p.m. And I'll just say, how am I feeling at that time of the day? You know, did, did my digestion feel well after that meal or did I have to run to the restroom or did I feel kind of bloated and gross? Did I feel okay energy-wise? You know, did I have good energy throughout the day? Or was I kind of sluggish and kind of ugh, just miserable? So I remember I did a diet one time where I ate only a singular type of carbohydrate for eight weeks at a time. And I found that oats and oatmeal uh, don't give me very good energy. I felt sluggish and tired after them. When I ate sweet potatoes, they were delicious, uh, but I couldn't eat often enough. They felt I felt too full eating sweet potatoes. But when I switched to jasmine rice... I felt great. 
I had good energy in it digested fast enough for my next meal. So I found jasmine rice for me works really well. But I have other clients, they might do, you know, brown rice, high protein pasta, and that feels great to them. They uh, might love oats where I didn't. It depends on uh, kind of the individual. Some people function well off high fats. Some people function well off high carbs. Doesn't matter. Totally fine. Find what works for you. So journaling, how did your digestion feel after that meal? How did your energy feel after that meal? Then you can find meals that digest well, that give you good energy, and then you can repeat them more often so you can refine and find your best foods, your best diet. Okay. So I thought this was super helpful. I also want to throw out there that we do a $100 a month nutrition coaching service. I do it, and I'm about to sound super biased, but anybody who's been on the podcast long enough knows I am very honest, and I don't over-promote like ourselves. Well, at least I don't think I do, and I've never been told I do. But $100 a month for nutrition coaching service is a freaking steal. <laughs> uh, I promise you that this is worth every single penny of it. But for $100 a month, I'll write out like your calories, your protein, your carbs, your fats, specific meals that you should have every day. We'll make it match your schedule. I then do weekly feedback, write, write about your specific food choices per day and say, hey, this food was good for lunch. On dinner, we didn't have enough of this protein item. You probably can bump that up a little bit. We'll maybe pull back on this fat item. I will go through your individual meals on a nutrition tracking app, and I will give you suggestions and comments on every single individual day. And then you can ask unlimited questions that I will answer at least once a week. And when I write the answers, I write them specific to you, and I follow up with a podcast link if there's a podcast for it, or I make a podcast. But for $100 a month, we do personalized one-on-one nutrition coaching that gives you everything you need. You can answer, ask any questions and get them answered. And I give you individual per day, per meal, per food item feedback. This is a miracle service, I promise. You're going to love it. Uh, but if you want to sign up, we uh, we do have open slots coming up in the new year. I figured out, I'm trying to figure out how to be more efficient with what I'm doing, always. But uh, I've been very blessed. The business has been growing a lot, and I want to continue to help more people. So we've uh, opened up some slots for the new year for the $100 a month nutrition coaching, and I'm really streamlining how I'm doing it and trying to be more efficient with it. But it is an awesome service if you are interested in it. There's no contracts. Try it for you know a month or two, and if you feel like you got the hang of it, you can kind of go with it from there. But the idea is to teach you how to manage nutrition as best for your goals and your preferences and your needs. And then you can stay with me if you want the accountability and ask more questions, or you can kind of take it and run with it on your own. But if you're interested in that $100 nutrition coaching service, just email us at BrutalIronGym at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, www.BrutalIronGym.com, check us out, and uh, message us from there. Awesome. Well, I hope this was helpful. Hopefully it gave you some good things to think of on how you can put together a good meal. Cool. Well, if you like our podcast, please share it, especially this time of year. Please share the podcast because people are about to do a lot of stupid things in the new year when it comes to nutrition, and I would love to save them from the mental and emotional stress. And that's where I think this podcast can be super helpful is to help people emotionally and mentally when it comes to nutrition and exercise to make sure you're not beating yourself up over things that don't really matter and you're not trying to force fit your life into something structure-wise, diet-wise, that does, doesn't work long-term and you feel frustrated. So 
please share the podcast. Let people know that we do the $100 nutrition coaching service and let them know that they can get their questions answered for free. I appreciate everybody who shares uh, the podcast, and I hope that whoever you share it with will take advantage of it, and then they'll appreciate it as well. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. Uh, you can do that at our website at www.brutalirongym.com. We have an option for one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. That would be super awesome to help cover some of these uh, hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day, and I want to keep it for free. So thank you to those who donate. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Gym. I post the most on Instagram and YouTube. Check those out. If you like the if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.